Welcome to another episode of the Stubborn Heroes podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm the DM. And the stubborn hero, or the stubborn hero, we have today is Cody. Hello. Uh, as you all know, last week Cody's character Emerald died at the end of the episode. Boo-hoo. <laughs> so this week we're doing something a little bit different, and we're just going to have a single podcast with just Cody alone as he introduces his new character. And what's your new character's name, Cody? His name is Amon Fear. He is a Tiefen warlock, and he is trying to stop some evil. Some evil in the Some world. evil. As you'll find out in this episode, which is going to be an origins about Amon the warlock. So strap in and let's get ready. Let's get ready to rumble. A mighty sandstorm begins to rage across a sprawling desert. These storms are quite common in the middle regions of Chandar, leaving little room for life to thrive. In this harsh climate, an old ruined temple lay buried. After millennia of silence, only a few sporadic bits of crumbling stone poke out of the endless sand. This place was once the capital of the Dragon Empire, during the reign of Omalchus. This place, now known as the Shattered Citadel. The evil rituals performed here have been worn away by time and sand, many believing it to be cursed. No one has ventured to this hollowed site in a very, very long time. Or have they? Beneath the wind, sand, and stone, footsteps echo. A robed half-orc with bright and fiery red eyes made his way through the hallways of this empty labyrinth. His name, Lord Thakrak. For a century, the once-hated warlocks have begun to secretly rebuild their order underneath the ruins of the Shattered Citadel. Though they were once servants to Omalgus, the Dragon King, they are now working to right the wrongs of their order by banishing the dark entities they unleashed upon the world during the Dragon Wars. Led by Netherlord Varsith, they have recently made a treaty with the Dragon Guard, who now acknowledge the Warlock's change of heart. This treaty is known as the Dark Pact, and has caused a political uproar in the Dragon Guard ranks. But in the end, a treaty from the highest ranks of the Guard is always honored and never broken. This has left the Warlocks with an opportunity, one not allotted to them in so very long, an opportunity to atone and prove their worth. Lord Thakrak continued walking with haste. He has just received word from the Netherlord, something dire. In a cold, dark chamber, a single candle lights the face of a young tiefling. He sits at his desk, writing in a dark book. And that is where we are introduced to Amon. Cody, would you like to describe what Amon looks like 
And what he's doing in his chambers? Masturbating. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I told you that's the only answer you can't give. Go. <laughs> Playing with myself. Not masturbation. No. <laughs> Doesn't have to be masturbation. <laughs> uh, okay, what's he doing? Uh, well, Amon is a tiefling. For tiefling, he oh. has dark red skin. Yeah, Amon is also the first tiefling that any of our listeners will have heard in our campaign, so maybe describe what, what are tieflings? Tieflings are half technically half human, half demons from generations before. Tieflings are the offspring of humans that made a pact with demons. Over the generations, they pretty much got deformed. And, and in the world of Varian, uh, that occurred once again 3,500 years ago during the Dragon Wars. That's when tieflings came into the world because the evil warlocks were making many pacts with different demons or entities from other worlds. And uh, that is what created the first ones, just like a bit of demonic blood that will continue for generations generations and never becomes diluted. And what does Amon as a tiefling look like? He is about, about say, 5'9", black, long hair. Uh, his eyes are pretty much a dark, uh, dark gray. You can say almost black, but not. And he wears no armor, of course, but he wears uh, almost like um, a black, long, stretched robe. Mm-hmm. And then he carries around his book, and yeah. Yeah, that's what he looks like. So right now he's just sort of fiddling in his chambers, holding his book. Um, is what? What exactly is this book? Uh, well, for D and D talk, it's actually Tome of Shadows, and it's a book where I have multiple spells inside of it. Okay. So would you say perhaps he's gathering up some scrolls and putting some spells in there in order to prepare for whatever he needs to do in the future? Well, yes, gathering up spells, writing them, inscribing them into the book, but also writing down and remembering information about uh, Hadar and his children. Okay, the children of Hadar. Yes. Who the warlocks released long ago, as I just said in the intro, and now they are working to undo those mistakes by sending the children of Hadar back. Your last character also had quite the encounter with one of the children of Hadar. That's actually how he died, right? Very close encounter. <laughs> what would he be doing right now? What would Amon be doing? Uh, and, and what has he been doing? I mean, he, he's he's been training for several years. Tieflings are a mixture of human and, and uh, demons. They live slightly longer than the average human, so I'm guessing that you've probably been training there for about 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and how old is he? Uh, I'd say he's about, like, 29, maybe. Yeah. You came to the temple when you were only 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but we won't get into your far-off past just yet. That'll be in a future episode, but... Um, so you've been training, and you're one of the top students who has been training as a warlock. And you're, would you say you're very disciplined? Uh, you could say that for a fact, mm-hmm. but you could say he's not because Amon's quite crazy. He's crazy? Why is he crazy? Uh, well, the fact that he has made a pact with the archdemon Belial, 
that added on to him already awkwardness of his character. But then he's also has a voice of, let's say, a god in his head. One of the uh, dark entities that the warlocks do worship. Right? Yes. Yeah. The entity that's talking to me constantly is called the Traveler. Traveler, yes. All right, so you're in your room. Um, you're So Aman would just be going through his book, his book of shadow, studying? Well, yeah, he would be going through his books and all that, but there's also be, if he needs more scrolls, there would actually be scrolls roaming around him because mm-hmm. when he's doing his studies, he casts his unseen servant, which can grab stuff and move stuff around. So this is a spell that you have? Uh, yes, it's spell and arcane trip. What does it look like? An unseen servant? Is it just like an invisible force? That's... It's like, pretty much, in this in this sense, it's an un, literally an unseen force that okay. manipulates stuff. Interesting. Okay. And so it's able to do things all around you? So, I imagine that you're sitting at the desk and all around you there's just books flying around. You're, you're, you're just focused on your book of shadow ahead of you, but then once in a while you just raise your hand and you pass one of these books off to an unseen force that then hands you a few other scrolls and yes. a few more, you know, it might hand you some ink and then a pen or whatever you need while you're, uh, while you're studying here in your chamber. Yeah, quiver, not a pen. Your quiver, sorry. Um, and it, this goes on for several hours. This is your daily routine. And then suddenly there is a rapping at your chamber door. Yes? Open up. Uh, and then Amon will point out the door, and the unseen servant will open up the door. And the door slowly opens, and have you turned your head at all to look at the door? Or no, you... I'm, I'm still focused on my book. Okay, and the door just sort of opens. Uh, standing at the chamber door, you hear a voice, and you recognize this voice as uh, Lord Thakrak. Lord Thakrak is, like I described before, he is a half-orc. His eyes are magically infused. They're burning. Um, a, a fiery red. And uh, you would know Lord Thakrak intimately because he has been training you for the last 15 years. He is your mentor. He is your... and He, 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 he has been a father figure to you for uh, nearly two decades. So... Um, when, when he speaks, you, you have much respect for Lord Thakrak. He has always been trying to show you the way, uh, show you the good in the world, and prepare you for the bad in the world, um, for whatever adventures you might have to be sent on by the warlocks. So, um, how do you react once you realize that it's Lord Thakrak at the door? And he says, Amon! Amon will then put that stop writing in his book and look straight up at uh, Thak- uh, Lord Thakrak. Lord Thakrak uh, looks at you and uh, says, uh, Stand up. You're coming with me. Bring your things. So Amon will stand up, close his book of shadows, uh, and carry in his left hand while all his supplies, that, all his other supplies will be in like a, almost like a satchel around his shoulder and down his head. Mm-hmm. He'll stuff his stuff in there and then follow Lord Thakrak out. As you look up at him finally and, and look at him in the face as you're gathering up your things, you've never seen him look quite so nervous before. He's never, you know, he's always been stern with you, 
he's also been quite understanding, though, with your particular condition, considering you're always seeming to talk to yourself or talk to unknown forces around you. There's a lot of crazy warlocks, but he always sees you as almost like one of the craziest he's ever trained before. And, and he, he, you see some sweat on the side of his face, and he looks, he looks like he's very nervous right now, as he's telling you, Hey, make sure you gather up all of your things, Amon. It's very, very important. I will, but what's wrong, my lord? No, not you, and not you. Him. And just sort of shakes his head. Uh, it's... I, I shouldn't say just yet. You just need to come with me. Knowing him for that long, I'd know not to hard press him because mm-hmm. he gets irritated easily. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I will just gather up all my things yeah. when I need and just start walking towards him as he following me. So as you're getting ready and everything, uh, he does speak up a little bit more and he's like, hurry up. We have to go. Come on. Amon will hurry up with gathering his stuff. So you hurry up, gather up your stuff, and uh, you walk out into the cold dark. And you'd notice that um, there's no one else around. I mean, you, you've been training here, but there's very few other students. There, you know, warlocks are very rare and everything. But you'd notice there's no one in the halls at all as you as you stepped out into the dark hallways. All right. Well, in uh, Amon's perspective, he didn't really take notice of the other students because he was just too busy with his own studies and mm-hmm. the two voices that constantly talked to him anyways. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't, wouldn't really particularly take notice of all of them. So okay. doesn't really phase him. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Lord Thackrack begins darting up the cold hallways. Um, and you're just following behind him. Corridor after corridor, um, weaving up stairs, and then suddenly stairs that go down. I mean, this this is, seems to be a, a labyrinth. And uh, although you're used to many of the different chambers, you go through some of the where classrooms where you've learned many of your spells and everything. Again, completely empty, nobody's around. It just seems to be only you two who are around. Um, and then you see at the end of the hallway, um, there is a black door. And you know that this is a door that leads towards where the Netherlord is. Netherlord Varsit, the leader of the Warlocks, who you've only ever heard of, you've never seen him with your eyes. None of the students you've ever interacted with have. Nobody ever actually meets the Netherlord. But you do know that through that black door, it leads to the chamber where he is. And you start walking towards it. Are we going to go see him? And Lord Thackrack just goes, Ugh. and then he sort of stops and he turns around. And he says, "Aman, I need to tell you something." Yes, you have been summoned by the Nether Lord. <gasps> really? <laughs> yes. You know, it really troubles me that you seem to be excited about this. Well, I haven't seen him before. <laughs> no one has. Nobody who's alive. You know that. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Seeing the Netherlord is a great honor, but it's also normally because, well, because you're going to be sent away. Sent away where? That is between you and the Netherlord. I only got word that you were summoned. It, it hurts me a bit, to be honest with you. 
I've been training you for several years, and uh, just forget about it. And he just sort of shakes his emotions away, and he says, never mind. And he starts heading towards the black door. You just follow him? I just follow him behind him. All right. And he walks up, and he pushes the door slowly, and there's a loud creak. And you see ahead of you is a very large, round chamber bigger than any place that you've seen down here. You've pretty much lived underground for a long time. This is the biggest room you've ever seen. And this is a circular room with several dark chambers that don't seem to go anywhere, encircling all around. And in the center of the room, uh, the ground is, you know, warped and destroyed as if a great magical battle had happened here at one point. And directly in the center is a very large, tall stone throne. And upon this stone throne, light is shining, and you look up and you can see there's sunlight shining through a hole in the roof. Sunlight you haven't seen in so long. You might even just be focused on that for a moment because you haven't seen sunlight, and it's shining through. You see that uh, it gets, you know, it dims a little bit sometimes as if there's a storm going on outside that you don't know about, and it shines directly onto the center of the throne where you see what looks like a dead corpse of some sort of draconic creature. And through your studies, you'd know that this is a dragonborn, a white dragonborn who sits upon this stone throne in the center of the room. And he looks dead, completely dead. Very thin, very frail. Although he's a white dragonborn, he's very gaunt and pale. (laughs) I mean, as pale as pale can be. Um, so white. He doesn't seem to have any hair at all, and he's wearing black robes, and he's just, it just looks like he's dead sitting upon the throne. And Lord uh, Thakrak walks in, sort of waves his hand, motioning for you to step forward towards it. As you are about to step forward, he then puts his other hand upon your shoulder, and he says, whatever happens, just try to not be an asshole. I know how you are. And uh, Amon will just look up at him and like, pat his hands like, it's okay. <laughs> like a crazy person. <laughs> approaching I told you. Approaching death. So um, Amon will then walk forward towards the giant throne mm-hmm. and look up, but he would be more interested in the sunlight than mm-hmm. he would a dead corpse because... He already seen a, a tons of dead corpses, corpses before because he's a warlock. Mm-hmm. So the light that he hasn't seen for mm-hmm. he's more intrigued in that. So he's looking straight up at the sunlight. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as you approach the throne, there's there's this almost dead silence, and through the silence you hear wind blowing from outside, and you're looking at the beautiful sunlight. You haven't seen it in years. You're just sort of in awe at it. <gasps> uh, and then. Suddenly, the corpse in front of you sort of slithers awake. Its head jolts down and just sort of looks at you. And you hear this slithering voice speak. And it says, Aman, you stand before your nether lord, and 
you do not kneel. Is this another voice in my head? And you, then you would notice that the corpse, quote unquote, seems to move now. It's as if there's something moving underneath its skin, some sort of slithering movement. And it's it moves from its hand up its arm, around to its chest, onto its neck, and even around its face. And then it it opens up its mouth as it speaks and you see old yellow sharp teeth and its eyes suddenly a light a black glow it, I don't know how else to describe it it's like a, a black flame in its eyeballs as it looks at you Amon will then place his gaze upon the corpse and he sees the black glowing eyes the black glowing flames and then realize that it's the Netherlord, and he will then suddenly kneel down. Okay, and you kneel. And uh, this corpse sort of lets up a little hand as if he was going to do something, but then you kneeled. So then the hand lowers, (laughs) and the two hands grip onto the stone uh, arms of this giant throne, and seem to squeeze as it speaks, and its voice is sounds weak, unnerving, unsettling when it speaks, because it's as if he's speaking, but his words are coming from somewhere else. You're not sure. And, uh... It's like a bad sub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bad sub in an anime. So Netherlord Varsith looks at you and says, Amon. You have made quick work of your studies here. Even surpassing elves who have been training for a century longer. Yet, you do not remember the simplest courtesies. I remember when we found you. You came here a victim of an indifferent universe. Now you have risen, a victim no more. But are you warlock? You raise your head and look up at him as he's peering at you searchingly. Lord Thakrak far behind you, looking a bit uneasy, unsure. I've been trained to be a warlock for two centuries, so hopefully I'm a warlock. And he continues to look at you inquisitively, as if he's looking for you to almost do something. (laughs) After Amon says that, he will then uh, place both his hands on the ground, and he will cast Arms of Hadar. Arms of Hadar, okay, and would you please describe the spell? Arms of Hadar is I invoke the power of Hadar, the Dark Hungerer. Uh, tentacles of dark energy erupt from you and batter all creatures within ten foot, ten feet of you. Uh, and each creature there take must make a saving throw. Blah 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 blah. But okay, yeah. For this wise, he just raises, he just summons the tentacles around, like around it, and just have them wave around. Yeah. So just as like a. 
Uh, the way that the spell works in, in, in the world of Varian is when you cast a spell, these tentacles, you feel like they come out of your body and they start shooting outwards um, from random places off of your skin. Mm-hmm. So your body just suddenly becomes engulfed in different tentacles that are just... But you're not going to attack anything. You no. just want them sort of sitting there slithering. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as, as you cast this... Um, Let's see the potency of it. I'll let you roll. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have you. You know what? I'm gonna have you do a performance roll to see, because it's like a performance that you're doing. I want to see how well you're showing, uh, Netherlord Varsith. You know I'm an actor, right? You are an actor. So I get in performance. I get like boosts. Well, there you go. This was perfect. Okay, so. Well, you're proficient in acting. Uh, yes. Okay. I have advantage on performance. Okay, so roll twice, and you get the higher number. Yep. 18. Ooh, plus your mods. 11, so you take the 18. And with mods, it would be... And performance is... What is it? Performance is charisma, and my charisma is plus 5. Well, it's, it's acting, but yeah. So, wow, so like 23. So once you do this, um, I'm going to say even you, 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 you do it, you perform it so perfectly. So describe the, per- the acting that you just did. You just did an amazing job. I'm going to let you do anything you want. So well, what does it look like? It looks, what happens is I say what would happen, I think, is my body would rise from the ground. And then all of a sudden from every, like spot on my body tentacles would just slowly slither out a little bit and then just shoot out like instantaneously Mm -hmm. as if like spikes came over my body wow and then you slowly land to the ground at your uh, onto your feet yes another lord varseth uh is very very still as he's as you do this and then he sort of moves back in, in the throne and his head hits the back of the throne the stone throne and he just sort of says ah, yes you are ready ready for what? I have not summoned you here to reminisce about your past versus body splithers and his voice suddenly becomes very deep as he speaks now. And you see his eyes go wide and his mouth opens. As it, it, It's so weird because as he's speaking, his, his body and his face looks like they're terrified and scared. But his voice doesn't sound scared at all. And more of these slithering things underneath his skin covering his entire body start moving around. And he says... I have communed with the Traveler. He has shown me where you must go. The war of tears between the elves and the dwarves is reaching a boiling point. And so all of our brethren have been sent on other tasks. You, child of the Void, are all that we have left to muster. The Traveler showed me a great danger. And he raises his arm and then looks up. And again, his face looks terrified, but it's very unsettling. As if his body is reacting to something. 
Um, and it, he, he waves his arm, pointing over yonder, and he says, In green lush forest on the northern peninsula of Edenvale, a group of simpletons has stumbled upon an ancient prison. They were weak. They are not warlock. Among will then um, somewhat interrupt and be like, and kind of like slowly raise his hands, like the traveler's already uh, traveler's already told me about this kind of. He's uh, in my head. And Netherlord Varsith sort of tilts his head quickly, and you hear a snap as if the body's neck snapped. It's very odd. And uh, he says, "You have already communed with the traveler." Uh, it's not really commune. It's more like try to tune out. And he slams his arms down on the stone, and there's a loud bang, and he screams towards Lord Thakrak. Why have you not told me of this? And Lord Thakrak kneels down. He says, My nether lord, I, I didn't know. The boy never told me. I, I swear I would have told you. Uh, I look up at the nether lord and be like... It's not really his fault. Uh, I kind of tune out the traveler, so I, there's no point in me telling him. Communing with the traveler is a gift, Aman. One rarely given. Mm. I can see now why he wants you for this important task. So, uh, what task is this? The Simpleton Heroes, as they call themselves, have released a child of Hadar into the Elven lands. If this child of the Devourer is not stopped, his corruption will spread. I thought they were all in prison forever. That's what the texts say. After the Dragon Wars, many of the children, who were not banished, were imprisoned. Five of them in total. This one, in particular, was imprisoned by those mediocre shadow monks. They were not equipped to handle a child of Hadar. They are not prepared to imprison it again. We are. You are. So, uh, what child is it? Netherlord Varsith uh, tilts his head the other way and it snaps back. And the mouth seems to fall open. And now when he speaks, you notice the mouth isn't even moving anymore. Whatever is emanating and speaking from him is clearly inside of his body. Of this white dragonborn. Its name. The one released was Yishthun. The being of a thousand phases? Yes. His eyes perk up at the surprise. It's as if you've surprised him. You know your studies of the children of Hadar. Excellent. I am confident now 
And I now fully understand why the Traveler chose you, Amon, for this task. But you cannot be expected to banish a child of Hadar with nothing but your spells. And he moves his arm to the right, and... Uh, as he does, you hear Lord Thakrak walking towards you from behind. And you turn around, you look at him, and Lord Thakrak uh, walks up to you, looks at you, nods, and takes off his a necklace around his neck. And you know, this necklace you've always seen around Lord Thakrak's neck, and uh, it is it seems to be made of glimmering silver, uh, a chain all around, uh, and then there is a pendant on it, and the pendant is in the shape of an eye. And the iris in this eye on the pendant is pure black, and light does not seem to be able to penetrate it. And uh, the eye itself is also very ornate. It's like a, um, it's, it's, it's three-dimensional. Um, it doesn't, it's not just like a, a flat eye. It's, it's pretty hefty, too. Uh, and he hands it to you. And uh, Lord Thakrak uh, says, I've been waiting a long time to give this to you, Amon. Many of my other disciples I, I thought would be worthy of having it, but clearly, as the Netherlord said, you were meant for this. And he hands you the necklace. So it's pretty much like it. It's like just an eyeball hanging from a necklace. You said three. Yeah, but it's made of metal. Oh, so it's a. It's, it looks it's like a metal. It looks like an eye. But it, it's yeah, it's shaped like an eye, but it's very ornate. It looks like it was masterfully crafted. As soon as you touch it with your hand, you feel that there is a power to this necklace uh, that's unsettling. That's the only word I can think of. It's an unsettling power to it. And he hands it to you. So he hands it to me, or did yep. he like, put it around my neck already? Well, he... he you know what? I'll say he, he, he puts it around your neck, and he clips it on the other end. And he puts both of his hands on your shoulder and gives you a little pat, and then nods at you. Amon will look down at the necklace, mm -hmm. and then like kind of lifted the necklace up a little bit with his hands, mm -hmm. and then... After you look up at Lord Thakrak, what is this? And uh, Lord Thakrak, like I said, he just gives you a nod and then turns around and stands behind you. And then you hear Nether Lord Varsith speak to you, and he says, "That is a artifact known as the Eye of Hadar. This item is what you will use to banish." The child of Hadar. So, so what does it do? Exactly. By concentrating and using this artifact, you will tear open a portal through space and time to the Devourer's realm. It will then banish and absorb any and all beings tainted by the Devourer's power and send them back to Hadar. Interesting. So, don't use it on myself? No. 
Although you harness some of the Devourer's power, you should know that as long as you are using the necklace, you will be safe from its absorption. But any other beings that are tainted by its power will be lost. And he then looks down at you, and the light that was shining into the room from above uh, goes completely dark now. And the man will look up and go, The room itself is dark, and, and... in barely any light, and you can only just see as Netherlord Varsith no. quickly shoots his arm to the right. What, do you have something to say? Mm, you said I can just see, I can see perfectly fine. Why can you see perfectly fine? Do you have an ability? Dark vision, I can see perfectly fine. Uh, Netherlord Varsith waves his hand to the right of the chamber. A long tentacle sprouts forth from where his hand should be. A violent violet burst of energy. A flashing haze opens a dark portal suddenly. Uh, uh, uh wh- what are you doing? Varsa's head just sort of jolts back at you and looks at you. Uh, and he says, uh, This portal will bring you as close to the source as I can muster. From there, you will be on your own. You will take only what you have on you, for time is short, Aman. This is your final test. Prove to us, prove to me, that you know there is no cost too high, no heart too pure, no sacrifice too great to stop the devourer and its children. Go now and save our world. And you would then look into this portal and as you do, the darkness within it suddenly starts to disappear and you're seeing green lush forest on the other side and trees and you see some animals that that are scurrying around. You even see a little deer there that sort of looks over, looks at you, freaks out and runs away. And uh, there's lots of sunlight and everything coming out of the portal. Well, seeing this uh, lush forest and sunlight, Amon once again be in awe for not being able to see it for years and years. And Mm -hmm. he just once again be concentrated just on the the portal. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, Lord Thakrak uh, looks at you and nods and he says, Remember your training. And like I said before... Try not to be an asshole like you normally are. Hey, yeah, what now? Listen, not everyone's going to understand you or what you stand for. It is not their fault, and you are still responsible for saving them. You know that, right? Sure. Okay. It's... It's been swell. <laughs> and you see... I guess I was going to say he's tearing up a bit, but I guess as the tears fall, they, they, they would evaporate because his eyes are burning fire. So, so no, no, he just sort of no, rubs no, his no. burning eyes. Instead of that, his eyes just start, like, smoking because of the va- evaporating yeah, water. You notice that there's some steam flying <laughs> out of his eyes suddenly <laughs> as he's looking at you. And then still concentrating on the portal, a model, but put his hand on his hand. He's like, 
You did. You did good. So, okay. <laughs> or and then, and then you start walking towards the portal. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. And you see uh, Netherlord Varsith is once again his, his his tendril of his arm is still conjuring the portal, and uh, you're walking into all these chaotic dark energies all around you as you're about to step through into this strange place, this lush forest. You're not exactly sure. And then um, Lord Thakrak looks, looks, uh, calls out to you and says, Amon! Yes? And I turn my head walking. May the darkness bind you. May the darkness bind you as well. He nods. And this is the last time you'll see this chamber? Uh, possibly. I mean, uh, this is... A seemingly possibly a suicide mission for you. You may never come back. Is there anything you want to say or do before you walk through the portal? Well, uh, Amon's going to still be walking towards the portal and start entering it mm -hmm. right before he uh, fully gets enveloped by the portal. You then uh, he's looking straight at the portal again. Then right before his whole body, like his head's still not there, he turn and be like, "You're a good father," and then walk through the portal like suddenly. Okay, and you step into the portal and you're engulfed with the bright light of the sun and the forest is all around you and that is where we're going to end Alright, so that was the introduction of Cody's new character Amon, the Tiefling Warlock. Uh, where Amon goes, where the, how the heroes will react to Imral's death. Um, all of that will... With happiness. <laughs> possibly. Uh, we'll see and we're going to figure out on our next episode, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Stubborn Heroes podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Stubborn Heroes. You can follow me, Adam the DM, at Omidius. That's O-M-I-D-I-I-O-U-S. Um, and we want to thank everybody for all of your tweets, all your feedback, and all of... I mean, I've been getting an influx of <laughs> tweets and responses uh very very positive to the podcast we want to thank everybody and keep them coming any feedback you have good or bad we would love to hear from you any suggestions that you have any character suggestions totally you can just dm us or just send us a tweet that's the fastest way and we, we'd love to uh love to implement it into our campaign just let us know okay so uh, once again, thank you, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.